Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And let me reiterate some things I said. We, our problem is that we try to put all kinds of meetings into one. Sometimes in a count meeting you can do that. But sometimes people in church try to have constant count meeting. Well, you can't have constant count meeting. And sometimes folks, you know, try to have a constant uh, crusade. Well, there are, there are believers meetings. We have mighty few of them. But you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, he said, when ye are come together. That was just simply believers. Every one of you hath a song, hath a tongue, hath an interpretation. They went to church because they had something. Most time today, folks go to church to get something. Well, if you have to, that's fine. But folks who have something still go to church. But they ought to bring something with them. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And, and so I, I saw myself after I did that when he said, get out, go out, make, make you another circle here. And so I, he said, that first circle is, is go to neutral places and hold meeting. And then I found myself making a little bigger circle. He said, that second circle is you uh, put in print all of your Bible lessons, particularly those day teaching services. Put them in print and lesson form. We've done that. Praise the Lord. Didn't think it'd be that big a circle. And then he said... Uh, third, put all your messages on tape. You know, we just had those old reel-to-reel tapes. We've done that. And then he said, get on the radio and teach. Don't preach, teach. And in those days, there's nobody on the radio teaching, not in full gospel circle. There's all the preaching and the hollering. <laughs> Amen, that's true. Get on the radio and teach. And so I got on the radio and taught. We'd break into one of those circles and work like magic almost. Now, why am I saying to that? We're about to break into another circle here. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Another level, another plane of ministry. And, and so it's just a matter of praying it through. The old-time Pentecostals, uh, some of them misused it, but they were right. And sometimes you have to wait on God and find out about His plan. See, plans, purposes, pursuits. His plan for your life. His plan for your ministry. And uh, his plan for the church services or whatever God has called you to do. And, and so in, in waiting upon the Lord, you see, all I did is just simply obeyed God. You know, you know, I haven't done anything actually except run and try to keep up with it about all I've done. Just just been a great joy, a great privilege. Somebody said one time, you know, we were building out there. And I saw that we were going to uh, have to turn away 800 students. If we didn't get the other building finished. And a minister and his wife came to visit us. And we'd known them for a number of years. My wife and I were driving around showing them. Oh, they said, I know you must just. Oh, you must be carrying a heavy load. Oh, you must be carrying. Oh, I said, I'm not carrying any heavy load. No, you're mistaken. No. I'm, I'm not the least bit bothered about the thing. I'm, I'm, I, I said, I told the Lord just once. I mean, he can understand you. He's your friend. He's your father. Lord, we need two million dollars. I'm not going to miss a meal. I'm not going to lose a wink sleep about it. It won't bother me at all if we don't get it. In fact, I'd rather be glad. We'll just close down. They said, well, would it bother you? Would it bother you to lose this property? You know, to... No, I said it wouldn't bother me. I didn't want to do it to me anyway. 
I said, I told the Lord one thing about it. If you don't get up with that $2 million, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go all over the United States and tell off on you. <laughs> you wasn't big enough to put it over. She accepts the Lord to build the house. But see, what happens is God really tells folks to do something, but then they go to build it. And they've got to do it. And they have to do it. And they labor under that till it kills them. They have a heart attack and die young. Somebody said, now see, that proves healing's not for everybody. Because, you know, that fine fellow looked at that work he built and then died right in the middle of it. No, it's because he's building it himself and he worked himself to death. Amen. They talk about me going. I rest as I go. Glory to God. I'm resting in him. I mean, we which do believe have entered into rest. <laughs> Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. So what we're doing is a result of what God said do. Not, not what I want. Not my plan. Not my purpose. No, it wouldn't bother me at all. I said, Lord, I'd rather be out on the field preaching anyway. Now, realize this. That, and let me reiterate some things I said. We, our problem is that we try to put all kinds of meetings into one. Sometimes in a count meeting you can do that. But sometimes people in church try to have constant count meeting. Well, you can't have constant count meeting. And sometimes folks, you know, try to have a constant... Uh, Crusade. Well, there are, there are believers' meetings. We have mighty few of them. But you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, he said, When ye are come together, that was just simply believers. Every one of you hath a psalm, hath a tongue, hath an interpretation. They went to church because they had something. Most time today, folks go to church to get something. Well, if you have to, that's fine. But folks who have something still go to church. But they ought to bring something with them. Then there are evangelistic services. Then there are healing meetings. Then there are teaching meetings or seminars. Then there are worship meetings. And then there are prayer meetings. We could go on down the list, maybe other kind of meetings. But our problem is this, that instead of having specializing in special meetings, and of course you've got to have all of them in church, a church and a pastor, we try to put all of them in one, and then they're not as successful. And the Holy Ghost is not moving like he wants to move because it's all your plans and not his, and he can't put his approval on it. So he'll bless you as far as he can, and his power will be in manifestation as much as he can, and that'll just about be the end of it right there. But when we learn to move with him, I said when we learn to flow with him, then what a difference it'll make. Now sometimes... You know, in encouraging, and, and it's true, all right, encouraging laymen, which they should, work for the Lord, witness for Jesus, and so on and so forth. Many times I've run into people said, well, God's not going to use, uh, you know, he's going to use the whole body. Well, he's always used the whole body. But, but he's not going to use preachers. But uh, the Bible tells us that when Jesus ascended on high, he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors and teachers. Now, see, that's God's plan. We didn't plan that out. We didn't get down here. Some folks got a committee and sent up to heaven and said, Lord, would you, would you give us, a, you know, some apostles and some prophets? No, he planned it all. What was his purpose in it? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what this five-fold ministry gift for. Now, different translation will help us. I, one of the best ones I like was that he gave these ministry gifts in order to get his holy people ready to serve as workers. 
in order to get his holy people ready to serve as workers. All of us in the body of Christ ought to be workers. We've got too many just sitting on the pew. Amen. So he gave them, you see, for the perfecting of the saints. And what do you mean perfecting of the saints? Well, the maturing, that they may grow. Another translation said, and I like this one best, I looked at a number of them, reach mature manhood and reach that measure of development found in Christ. Well, you see, we will never get his holy people ready to serve as workers. We will never reach, we're talking about the church now, mature manhood and that measure of development is found in Christ without all five of these ministry gifts in operation and manifestation. Now you see our thinking has been, uh, well, uh, apostles and prophets have been done away with. Well, we don't have them nowadays. Uh, and most people just think we've got pastors and evangelists and now they've come to see that we've got teachers. And he wasn't talking about Sunday school teachers. They didn't have Sunday school back there then. Thank God for Sunday school teachers. Fine to teach people what you know all right. But it's a different thing to be anointed by the Holy Ghost and called of God to stand in the office of teacher and minister to the body of Christ. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. But now many have said, many good people, fine people said, well, I don't believe there'll ever be another order. Now listen to me carefully. Another order of apostles and prophets. Now what they're thinking about is the apostles of the Lamb. No, there'll never be another order of apostles like them. They're different classes of apostles. First, Jesus Christ himself is an apostle. Hebrews 3.1 said, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now why? Because the Greek word apostolos, translated apostle, means he sent one. He stands at the head of the list of apostles. He's in a class by himself. Then under that, are the 12 apostles of the Lamb. There are only 12 apostles of the Lamb. Paul's not one of them. They were sent as eyewitnesses of the ministry of Jesus with someone, Peter said, we've got to select one that was with us from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, from the baptism of John, an eyewitness to his resurrection. And of course, they're preachers and teachers too. And then there's a third class of apostles. And, and you'll find as you come on down that they're less anointed than the others are. And, and that is like Paul, 13th chapter of Acts, there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers such as, mentions five men, among them Barnabas and Saul. And he said, as they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And in the 14th chapter of Acts, he said, now when the apostles, plural, Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas just as much apostle as Saul. Now what were the apostles to? The whole body of Christ? No. They were apostles to the Gentiles. Paul wrote in both letters to Timothy. He said, I am a preacher. And you see, first of all, every Christian's a preacher. I said, every Christian's a preacher. I said, every Christian's a preacher. <laughs> to preach means to proclaim or to tell. Everyone's supposed to tell the good news. But I'm a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. He's called to them. One that's called to a certain land, as we call a missionary, is really a sent one, an apostle to that. That's a lower order of apostles, but he's still an apostle. And it seems that an apostle has all the ability of all the five full ministries put together. Prophet, 
evangelist, pastor, teacher. He can get people saved, but he can also start churches and build churches. I mean spiritually, not just build a building. Organize. You see, uh, uh, many evangelists can get people saved, but they're like Philip. They just go their way. That's it. That's how far as their ministry goes. But there are others. I know in Pentecostal ranks, when I first came into Pentecostal, I saw people that had that kind of ability. They, not many full gospel churches, they'd go from town to town, hold meetings, they could get people saved, stay there and build a church, get it going real good, turn it over to somebody else and go somewhere else. They were pioneers, really, they were apostles. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, you know, we've been having bundles for yes. since November, and it goes on through January 31st uh-huh. of all of our FLP, our uh-huh. Faith Library publications, uh, CDs, DVDs, li- uh, books, all of uh-huh. those things. But we have a bundle package of our mini books. That we want to 51 mini books that I want to call your attention to. That's right. You know, uh, Hear and Be Healed, that's all healing. And uh, I have one here called The Answer for Oppression. Yes. And then Dad has one, How to Walk in Love. These are tremendous books. They're just three of the 51. There are books on healing. There are books uh, about faith. faith and mm-hmm. books about just just living life. That's right. And, you know, and they are, they're on special for $69.60. Now, normally they would be $99.45. Almost $100. Yeah, you're saving $29.85. So right. go to your go to your computer right now and order these books right now. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.